All right. We're synced up. Everyone's, Everyone's jacked, jacked in. in. Ready to go. Let's kick it off. Let's go. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. It's your friend, Luke, the Strip Club DJ, and welcome to another episode of 1-2 Review. Sweeps Week episode, actually. I'm here with my buddies, Brandon and Alex. Hello, I'm Alex. Hey, my name's Brandon. If you didn't know, this is a show where we review and rate movies. Movies get a one if we don't like them. They get a two if we did like them. We rate and rate and rate and rate and rate until we get to 20 points, and then we call it a day. All right, kick the intro. One, What's up, boys? Hey, guys. Uh, how's everyone doing? I'm phenomenal. How are doing you, great. Alex? Good. Doing great. So uh, we live in Los Angeles. So lots of TV shows that happen here. This week, we had access to quite a few pilot pilots. They're called pre-pilots. These are TV shows that are being shopped to then be made into pilots that will be shopped to be turned into TV shows. So we had access to quite a few of these. We were able to watch a bunch of these kind of fall preview TV shows. That's what we're going to be reviewing today. You guys ready to do this? I'm ready. All right. So all right. So the first TV show that we were able to see this week was called Sit Hands. This is a TV show. It's a game show of, of sorts where celebrities sit on their hands until their hands fall asleep. And then with sleepy kind of dead hands, they have to do different tasks and they're timed and they have to compete against each other. It's uh, pretty fun. All the money goes to charities. Wow. What do you guys love, think of Sit I Hands? I love this show. So you already know I'm going to give it a two. But I don't think TV has explored this loss of sensation enough. One critical thing that i would say about sit hands is why didn't they go dead legs um it's all dead hands maybe they've got that you know maybe in they the will. works but i was i was really impressed with the way david schwimmerham handled himself in the intro he shows the celebrities how it's done and they have a little chuckle yeah. but that's what i'm saying as a host he really handled himself well people know hell him, yeah people know him as sort of this goofy sloppy ross character but man he yeah, really I have a pet monkey yeah no he steps up he shines he took it very seriously and it it got my attention like it's <laughs> it's like when you've got i don't know all of a sudden you've been pushing someone around and then all of a sudden they stand up for themselves it seemed like david schwimmer was i don't know he had some balls on him he, to kind yeah. of put it lightly well yeah i mean did you he was wearing those really sheer uh those really sheer pants, those pair of khakis. And tops. Yeah. You sheer could kinda, tops, you too. Could you can see, see his, his nipples. Yeah, you could kind of see his balls. And I think he's been working out, too. He's been putting on a little extra mass. David Schwimmer he is looking cool, cut. He was cool, man. He's a cool dude these days. Yeah. Yeah, he's very cool. He's a real Farber. He's a real Daniel Farber. Agreed. Um, but let's talk, anyway, let's talk about the game yeah. itself. Having Yeah, the show really starts off with a bang, as you were saying. When he really introduces the show and the premise itself, he... Shows himself sitting on sitting on his hands. Um, shows some time passing while he's talking about what's going to happen. It's revealed then that once his hands are asleep, he has to make a bowl of cereal just as if it was any normal breakfast. Ooh, now, this good. is humorous because his hands are numb for a, a, at least five or ten minutes. So his challenge, get the cornflakes into the bowl, pour some milk, and then use the spoon to enjoy the meal. And he makes it look pretty easy. He makes it look he makes easy. It look pretty easy. I think he's probably had some practice. I think so. Well, yeah. that classic David well, Schwimmer. He's showing how he's yeah. showing them how it's done. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Still, it's how still it's humorous. supposed to be done. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he makes some mistakes, and so that's what I'm saying is is he is clearly good at it, and he makes it look kind of easy. These celebrities have a hard 
time. Well, it is a mess. Yeah, I don't know. The last time one of your extremities fell asleep, it's kind of painful. Ooh, it's like pins, pins and needles. needles. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's not a lot of fun. And I know Christina, she was really fun to watch. You know, this mm-hmm. you know, singer, actress, superstar Christina. Um, she's really a character in real life. And when her hands fell asleep, she was swinging them around and she actually accidentally smacked Douglas Fairbanks in the face. That was an awesome moment. She freaked out. She freaked out. There's so many good people like uh, David Briggs from Interstar is so funny. Like the way he, he has to do the make a scarecrow. The, oh, man, that one's great. And it, you know, the staple gun use on that one looked dangerous. Like, I can't uh-huh. believe they were doing that. Yeah, I thought he was going to staple his finger to his hand, but he never did. So that was that was really impressive on his part. And yeah, what a painful experience. But what an interesting idea. Something it's very relatable, something that we all know and experience, except for Christina. Apparently, that was the first time that anything fell asleep on her body. She was totally freaked out. But um, something that we all know what it feels like and then watching these people go through it, I think that's a really smart way to create kind of a dumb show. Yeah, I honestly have a lot of time like where I will put one of my legs to sleep and like have to go answer the phone or something and like there's those they're painful moments. So like yeah, that that physically is a thing I can very much relate to. So it's it was a cool show in that it pulls uh yeah, like you said, a simple thing that we're all aware of and, and kind of blows it up in a nice way. Yeah, so it times it, it, then it edits their performance, if you will, into some humorous, you know, montages, and then we get to enjoy the results. Love it. Yeah, yeah. You guys ready to review it? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll just start. I, I give Sit Hands a two. It was pretty fun. I'm normally not a big fan of silly game shows, but this one is great. And then again, David Schwimmer. It was cool to like, it's like an old friend came back and, uh, oh, literally, I guess he is a friend, but pun unintended and old friends come back and he's he's you know a little bit tougher than uh, he used to be and i like it it's good so two that's right yeah dreamy david schwimmer comes back for a twist on an old idea two points from me yeah as we said earlier he steps up to the plate swings big and really knocks it out of the park for a home run in both humor and entertainment, I think this pilot will hopefully get picked up, and hopefully they keep David Schwimmer. He, he for me, standout performance. I hope David uh, Schwimmer keeps two them. points. That's true. The, on this pre p, he moves on to something else. I'll follow him. I like him now. Yeah, big fan. Right. All right. Well, that is six points for sit hands. Six points. All right. So we've got our scoring method this week. Uh, we went liquor store on this one. And we bought some California lottery tickets, scratchers, dollar scratchers, and we're going to scratch one off for every point. Thank you for our Patreon donations so that we could buy these. Um, Things have been tight. Everything's tied up in miles now, so we've got hundreds of thousands of miles, but we've got nowhere to go. I mean, we can go visit Brandon in New York um, for Friday the 13th. Maybe maybe we'll do some live shows or something, so I don't know. we got to figure out how to use those miles. But... Yeah, I don't know. If you guys have a way of buying miles, I don't know if that's illegal. But um, anyway, we're going to be scratching these scratchers off for every point. So we got six to scratch, Alex. So get started. Yeah, I'm starting. Hey, bo- so. hey uh, before we scratch, can we talk about what happens if we win? I feel like we should talk, you know, for legal reasons. I know we're recording this. and No, I mean, yeah, we should. But let's see if we win first, and then it'll be more fun to argue. Well, I, think, I just want to get in on this. I think, you know? Brandon, yeah, of course you want to get on this. So I think, Brandon, 
they're all losing tickets. You know how this thing's rigged. All right. It's all rigged. Yep, I got two. I got two. Two losers so far. Really? I just want a ticket. Yeah. I just want a ticket. Nice. What's what is the game? What's the theme? It's called Black Premium. Uh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have <laughs> advertised this fucking thing, but that's what it is. It's called Black Premium. All right, that one won a free ticket. Uh, I think that's it. I got 31, 30, and 12. All right, yeah, I got three more. Got nothing, nothing. Yeah, that one's Alex. Come on, man, scratch better. You got a... nothing, nothing. Yeah. Alex. How many you guys scratch? Three each. Yeah. This is yeah. this is three right here. I got one ticket and then a loser. And then here we go. Alex, are you serious, man? You got to do better than that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, All right. So either way, six points, zero dollars. Well, we won a ticket. Don't sound, don't sound so defeated. It's a dollar. Oh, yeah. we, we saw a great pilot. Pre-pilot. Well, Cinderella story, right? Pre-P. Hey, <laughs> Luke, let's hit the sponsor. Can you press the sponsor button over there? Okay, here we go. Daniel's Drone Dome. Come on down to Daniel's Drone Dome. 2,000 square feet of drones, drones, and more drones. Fly high in our massive iDome arena and save some room for our drone-delivered meals in our drone cafe. Ask about our daycare. Oh, hi. Hey, that sounds exciting. Very excited about. I'm gonna that. have to. I'm gonna have to look into that daycare. It sounds interesting. Um, okay, so we got another pre-pilot. This one, you guys sent me a DVD copy of uh, illegally, I should say, Shh. maybe not quite as loudly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I was not excited about this one. But after seeing it, my mind might have been changed. You'll have to wait for my review uh, to find out. This was a show starring Pauly D, the Jersey Shore native. This time he goes to Italy and he opens up a sauce shop with his grandmother, Nona D. Um, how does it do? We'll find out. How do the people react to it in uh, the little Italian community which he sets up his shop? We'll find out if the show is picked up. Now this actually isn't starring Pauly D. Uh, himself because this isn't the actual pilot this is a pre-pilot so it's like a poly d stand-in this but is Ro i think oh sorry his name's ronnie ronnie Rowe. ronnie Rowe, yeah but he does a great job as poly d so believable i think um maybe even a better job than Pauly. well he's d like yeah like he's a done. jersey shore character for real legit i mean poly d is too nobody's questioning dj poly d's abilities but of course, he didn't have time. He was too busy with his DJing, setting down the mixes to actually get to Italy. But the, the the strange thing was Ronnie Rowe went to Italy to shoot this pilot with Polly D's actual um, granny. Grandmother. Yeah. yeah. She has all the time in the world. She's not doing anything. For sure. She's not working. She's stirring, and, she's I mean, stirring the sauce. Stirring she's the, the sauce. She's the secret to the sauce. Let's face it. I mean, For sure. Yeah. So let's talk about it. What did you guys think? Yeah, okay, so multiple things. I mean, I want to get into the meta-ness of him as an actor being in this role and stuff, but let's save that for a little bit after. Let's talk about the show as though it was Polly D himself in it. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. So so if, if this was picked up as a show, how would we feel about it? So yeah, it's interesting. He moves in. He's a little bit rowdy. The locals are, you know, quiet, elderly in general. People are shocked. There's a lot of that culture shock of, him not being able to find a place to get vapor for his vape pen and stuff like that. There's a lot of, you know, awkward market stuff where he goes and buys fruit and vegetables with his grandma and stuff like that. 
uh, he's ultimately an endearing character, a little obnoxious, a little bit of a fish out of water. But I have a feeling that over the course of the show, he'll find a way to make friends with all these people and and it'll be a positive ending to the show, I feel. So, I don't know. What would you guys think of yeah, it? Yeah, I feel like Polly, Polly, well, Ronnie Rowe, but the impressions that I get of Polly D through Ronnie Rowe is that he's scared too. It's a new experience. You know, Jersey is not Italy. They're two completely different worlds. So to show up in a mm-hmm. place, you want to make a good impression, but you also want to be yourself and you want to make the show too. You want to make the show watchable. You're not trying to be polite. Mm-hmm. You're trying to be Polly D. And everyone wants that signature, um, that signature pizzazz or whatever that Polly D possesses. And so, I I mean, in a weird way, I kind of don't really even want Polly D to show up. I'm kind of invested in Ronnie. Yeah, Brandon? Yeah, sure. I mean, for me, it's um, an interesting story. I like the way it shows two sides of the coin, you know. He is there in the shop sure but he's not really doing any of the work it's all his grandmother realistically he's making his beats he's preparing his dj sets and he's partying all night you know he has Try, a catchphrase trying to party he's he tries to party it's kind of mm-hmm. humorous but this mm-hmm. is just the pre-pilot so they couldn't secure the rights for the real clubs or anything so it's mm-hmm. like, well i just don't i don't think there's any clubs in that town i think he's like the that that garage that he's DJing in, that's gonna be his spot. His Friday night spot is a garage, basically. So well, once Granny loosens up a little bit and lets him throw his sets down in the restaurant, yeah, I think that's probably what'll happen. But sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Brandon. You were saying no, 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 no. It's fine. I was just saying. I forgot what I was saying, so it doesn't matter. No, no, no. They've got a catchphrase. Him and Granny. Oh, that's right. There's the constant catchphrase throughout it, and quite frankly, it's a little rude. But to his grandma, he's always like. Hey, Ma, save it for the sauce. Save it for the sauce. Save it for the sauce, Ma. So, yeah, she starts... No matter what she says. Yeah, she starts She starts passing down advice. Hey, you know, can you get your can you get your records out of the way? I think people in this town would like more of a slower music or start your DJ sets earlier. Not Don't be going on at 1 a.m. You're only going to have the drunk teenagers showing up for that. Not going to make them... Hey, Grandma, save it for the sauce. Yeah, so be like, hey, turn your headphones down. They're like too loud. Everyone, that's what all people can hear. They can't even hear the speakers. They just hear headphones are so loud, you know, or your your hair gel is too much, you know. It's just like intense smelling. Hey, that's rich, Ma. Save it for the sauce. Save it for the sauce. You know, he. they said it so many times, though, it definitely got in my head. And now I've started to say save it for the sauce. I don't know if you guys are, but it's definitely starting to creep into my lingo. So the less we talk about it, probably yeah, the better. Yeah, I've got the shirt. Because also, I can see right now that yeah, you're wearing the shirt the on the Skype. Shirt. I can see he's got it. Yep. So the, the DVD did come with a t-shirt, and we sent it to Brandon. So it's a save it for, save it the, for the sauce The t-shirt shirt. wasn't a copy. The t-shirt's the legitimate t-shirt. Um Okay, uh, real quick, not not to stretch this review too long, but I do want to address that. Yeah, that Ronnie Rowe. You said you were hoping for Ronnie Rowe more and hoping Polly D doesn't get picked up. And I got to say, the meta layers of this show is bizarre because this Ronnie Rowe guy, like you said, is a real Jersey show, uh, Jersey Shore human being, but he is acting really well also. And yeah, I'm invested in a guy playing a reality show character pretending to do that in a town like yeah there's something yeah, even about his that cousins intriguing even to me his cousins were slipping up and calling him polly and i'm sorry i meant ronnie you know they were like and grandma oh mm-hmm. you'll you'll remember later polly the grandma would say and i say wait 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 no it's ronnie 
and yeah so be like Mem- remember mm-hmm, that time mm-hmm. we all went down to the beach and we said oh, oh you're not even really my my son you know and he would look at her with like those kind of dead eyes like i'm becoming poly d yeah so i'm into if there's some layer i wonder to that how poly d feels about this if he's a little weirded out because i, I doubt he's seen i it. was reading rumors on my online um news groups and that Pauly D wasn't totally on board with this, but that MTV had rights to his likeness so they could just use Pauly D, DJ Pauly D and whatever for. Absolutely. So he's, it's like either you're on board or you're not either way. Pauly D is going to be in the show. Yeah. I mean, squeeze the juice at Jersey Shore. Well, save it for the sauce. Let's review this thing. Yeah. All right. Luke, what do you think? captivating very meta yeah strange when strange blurring the lines of reality and i'm i'm invested i want to see this is what i want to see i want to see Polly d show up in italy i want to see him try to take control of the sauce shop and i want to see ronnie Rowe rejecting that and fighting him on who's the real Polly d wow so you think that this whole thing might be some sort of Poly D against Poly D setup that MTV's up to. Like, you think this is all planned? I don't. Well, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. I've, I've been. I was so. I was so mind fucked by sit hands. I was so screwed over um, by the drone. By the drone dome and by the drone show. Now I don't even know who's in charge anymore. So I just want my mind to be blown, essentially. And this is working for me. So I'm giving it a two for this preview. Gotcha. Bold. Um, okay, I'm gonna give this two points. I enjoyed it as a pre pilot. I think it might be better as a pre pilot, so we'll see how the actual show turns out. I do like how it ended on a cliffhanger where uh, there's a voice message from Snooky implying that she might show up, so I think that'll be funny. Her and the grandma, and is she Pragers again? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But that should be good. So, two points for me. I, you know what? I am intrigued by all of it, but I'm I'm only going to be able to give it a one in that I just don't know where this thing's going to go. I can't get behind it without knowing the course because there's there's so many trajectories that could be great for this show, but I don't trust that it'll go in any of them necessarily. So I'm going to give it a one just to not risk it. You don't want to set yourself up to be emotionally damaged by this nope. show. Right. I don't you want don't to want judge. to scratch another lottery card and hopefully and potentially win a million dollars. And then no, just to find out not. that you read it wrong. All right, let's scratch off um, five points. Five. I'm going to do five two here, Alex. Points. You do three. <laughs> okay. So far, a bunch of losers. This whole thing's a big scam. Oh, boy. Remember in Albuquerque that the money would go to students? I don't. I think this just goes to liberals. Ah! Uh, you lost. Alex, yeah. I paid for those tickets. You got to. How many losing. am I doing? You're doing Wait, three. How many am I doing? All right, Luke, you're doing two. Yeah, let me do my second. Loss. Um, <clears throat> so Paulie D, uh, have you listened to any of his mixes, Brennan? And lost. No, not recently. I have not, but uh, maybe I should check it out. He, what you have you? Um, well, I remember in his early days, he threw down a lot of Britney, and we're kind of running out of Britney tracks. She's busy with her children. But uh, I'm curious. I, I, I'm curious. That's that's really why I'm invested in this show. And by the way, my both my tickets um, 
couple of losers. <clears throat> what a letdown. I'm I'm just wondering what kind of music he's going to bring to the table because I know he's not such a... Will he adapt to the small town or will he continue to just play Britney? I don't know. We'll see. We will see. All right. All losers, huh? Oh, you know what I see? What is that? Oh, a sponsor. That's a sponsor Spons- coming down here. Yep. We have the best sponsors. All right, kick it. Are you a gracious guest? Then proudly wear one of our Thank You For Inviting Me t-shirts. These quality handcrafted shirts have Thank You For Inviting Me printed on the front and back. Let everyone know how you feel, and thank you for listening. Use promo code REVIEW at checkout to receive a free You're Welcome hat. All right. This week, we also had a chance to see another pre-pilot. Brandon, did you see this one? Yeah, I did. Great. It's called Horse Lab, and it's all about the future of mankind and computers in the struggle for control over the world and it's in the year set in the year 3020 i'll just read the i'll just read the um whatever it's called the thing the year is 3020 mankind is on the brink of existence they need a breakthrough a breakthrough that humans can't grasp newly created animal communication technology has proven that horses are actually very powerful and our strongest allies against the robots and this is uh again this is called horse lab um Jeez, I got, I, now, as a as a pre-pilot, I don't know. This has had a lot of stuff going on for it, you know. A lot of stuff going on in the story. A lot of complex emotions between robots and horses and humans. It's a lot. So, it's a lot to cram into this one. This is trash. This is trash. I didn't, so? I didn't like this. I mean. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. It was so You're, cut. Are you a sci-fi fan in general? I love sci-fi. I love sci-fi. I just feel... I don't know. It felt like that it, it might have been, okay, if this makes sense, seems like it was like a well-written pilot, but then somehow they, they jammed horses in there. Um, I don't know. It who, seemed... Who was responsible for this? This is worse than trash. This it, TV show? Yeah. This was a total piece of garbage. Now... Yeah. There's... I th- Go ahead. I, I, think, I think, Alex, you touched on something very apparent when I watched this. Why are the horses there? We it's have, like it was something that was appealing to people, and they put horses in. Um, it was like know. an afterthought. I'm glad. I'm glad this is a pre-pilot because I feel like this thing's going to get kicked right into the dumpster. Well, I'm glad we got to see it though, because that said, it was fun. I did enjoy it, but it's it's a it's not a very good TV show. Uh, so yeah, they 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 find this old Benjamin Franklin technology. It's old technology, but they newly create some program that. Uh, Somehow we're. Uh, I'm sorry. Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Alex. Definitely, I we both have hard feelings about this. Uh, you said it was fun. I didn't find it fun at all. I found it very frustrating trying to understand the the ancient technology, or at least in 3020, what would be ancient technology. I know now Benjamin Franklin's technology is only a couple hundred years old, but um, in the future, in 3020, that would be an ancient piece of technology twisting those wires together, connecting it to the horse's head, and then connect it to the human head. I feel, I, I, I don't know, I feel like I'm being scammed a little bit in this one. I don't know if that's a running theme with all of our shows, but I feel like I'm being had in that this is just a way for a horse farm to make some money off their their horses. And I mean, granted, they are beautiful horses. They are real horses throughout the pre-pilot. I mean, pretty outstanding performances from them as well yeah definitely amazing pet handling 
okay, hey, I figured it out. So as you know, I was just doing some research right here. And apparently there's a guy named Charles Valentine that owns the Valentine Horse Ranch. And this show was produced by the Valentine Horse Ranch. So this is a, a TV show that I think, yeah, this... Oh, and specifically, sorry, like to clarify, I, I knew this about to say this, is, is that the, the Valentine Ranch or whatever is horse actors specifically. So this is this is like a Trained horse actor and ranch has produced this to put their horses in uh, makes sense. television. That makes sense. And so that's why it feels a little jammed in there that there's horses, I suppose. But it was so obvious. So, yeah. Man, who can you trust nowadays? I well, I mean, like wait, wait. I mean, so I don't think we need to pass judgment on it in that sense. Like, that's, I don't, I don't disagree with that business plan because if the pilot had been good, that's kind of fine. I think there's, it seems like yeah, it's but shady, nowhere but did it, nowhere did it say like, hey, we're a horse farm. It doesn't yeah. have to. It doesn't have to, right? I mean, there's got. Yes. All I could think like about not, was just how bad I wanted it's like to sponsored and ride horses. Yeah, I do. I do like horses. I would like that communication technology. It would be cool to talk to animals. Um, yeah. All right. Well, should we review this thing? Horse Lab. Yeah, it's a pre-pilot. Let's give us uh, Let's a review. Let's thing. I'll, I'll go first. I'm going to give it a one because it's not a very good show. I'm going to give a little bit of love to the Charles G. Valentine and the Charles G. Valentine Horse Ranch. I hope them the best. Uh, this was a good attempt. I think they spent a lot of money on this, so hopefully it didn't sink them in the hole trying to make money with a successful pilot. But, yeah, one for me. Um, I love horses. I love ponies. I love shows about them. But this show was just a little too transparent in its attempt to drum up business for the horse ranch. I don't know if they're struggling right now, what's going on over there at the ranch, but I hope that they just get some better riders because honestly, this thing was just a, a mess, a disaster. You didn't know where what was going on with the robots. You didn't know what was going on with the horses, except they were beautiful. And then you didn't know what was going on with the human actors because it's so poorly written. So. It's getting a one from me. I hope they get their shit together before they release their actual pilot. Brandon? Yeah, you know, I was actually kind of enjoying it. I thought it was like a nice kind of sci-fi. I enjoyed the atmosphere. I was going to give this two points until you told me this whole horse, like, uh, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah, that sucks, man. I don't know. One point for me. I don't know why it sucks. Again, I think, you know. I just feel like everything is so scammy nowadays. Yeah, I I guess someone try to switch my, like, well, here's gas the other day. Okay, I see what you're saying. That this was not this was not a good story that needed and wanted to be told. Um, this was. Yeah, I just to feel like they should have actors. at the front. They should have said, "Hey, this has been produced by this horse farm here." Ranch, yeah. Uh, you know, a little. This is advertising, basically. Yeah, I guess so. But I what, mean, he's trying to get his actors work, his horse actors some jobs. What do they have to? Gain? I'm just conflicted because I liked it. That's my problem, honestly. Uh, well, you already his, gave it okay. a one, so there's no turning back on that. So there's there's a thing on here that he's got a whole grievance about CG is taking a lot of his horse actors' jobs, and so that's a lot of what he's trying to do is promote. He's got a big theater background, apparently, so he's trying to promote live performance from horses instead of CG and all that stuff and motion capture. So I can get a little behind that as a theater guy, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, with the circuses going under and stuff, it's probably hard for yeah. horses to get work that's but, not, you know, carriage work, which sucks. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, so, been, but this is. I've been on set for the, a few carriage days. Those are real, real tough, for, especially for the pones and for the the animal handlers yeah yeah anyway. a lot of peanut butter those days 
All right. Well, that's a uh, sponsorship. Sponsorship? No. Wait, how many points was that in total? Oh, we got scratched. Jeez. Slow down. Jesus. All right, Alex. So this how is many was that? this is three. Uh, three, man. So, so you do uh, two, I'll do one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Brandon, um, how's the New York lottery scratchers? Are they still up? Is this, is this scam week? Is It does feel like a Friday the 13th. It does feel like a big flip. And did I bring that up? It is Friday the 13th. Alex told me not to bring that up. But. Oh, yeah. So let me let me tell you the story while you're scratching real quick. This lady came to my door. She's like, hey, I'm from uh, Con Edison. I'm here to tell you we, we got a sign you up for clean energy it's like this thing let me take a look at your bill real fast i'm like okay she looks professional whatever she's like okay i just got to call this number and then she's like listen if they ask you i am not here with you and i was like uh okay so immediately she calls this hotline puts it on speakerphone the lady's like is the agent there with you and i'm like uh i mean she's right outside and she's like uh, no 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 she, the lady right there starts shaking her head she's like no 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 don't do that don't do that don't do that I was like, what? I felt like really pressured. And I told her flat, I was like, I feel uncomfortable. So I hung up the phone and I kicked her, kicked her out. But well, it was Con Edison, right? Con? No. Oh, you're right. Con Edison. Hey, I just won $10 on this scratcher, by the way. How much? I just This was a $10 scratcher. $10 on a dollar scratcher. Okay, ten points. I'm writing or ten dollars. Writing that down. And then, uh, yeah, don't worry about writing. I'll that. figure out how we. I'll figure out how we split it all. Well, you know what that. I'm going to do? I'm going to buy you some pone rides because I know over there in uh, northern New York State, they've got some beautiful ponies. You can... All right, the second one's a loser. No worries, Alex. Any luck on your end? Nope. Alex is the worst scratcher. I'm never going to let him scratch the lot. Terrible of scratcher. Terrible scratcher. He just loses. Sorry, Alex. I take it back. You, you're a winner. Not a scratching tickets. We're all winners. We're all kings in this court, baby. Kings in this castle. Circus on my monkey's back. Let's kick it to a sponsor so we can pay the bills. All right, sponsor time. Hey. Hey, you know that phrase, walk a mile in someone else's shoes? Now we let you do that. One mile at a time, step by step. Trade shoes and swap soles. Simply write a letter about yourself, tell a story, and add the story to the shoes. Already existing story. Learn the history of each pair. Who's worn them? Where they've been? Listen, life's complicated. Walk in someone else's shoes for a little bit. Theirshoes.com All right, the next pre-pilot that we got to watch this week was called How It's Not Made. This is a little bit of a spin on shows that we've seen before. This is a group of designers and inventors are challenged to create pre-existing products, and then they have to make them in a way that they're not normally made. So, for example, if it was a grilled cheese sandwich, they would have to make that grilled cheese sandwich out of things that are not bread and cheese, and they can't use a stove to make it. They have to use completely unconventional things. The result is a little wacky, a little interesting, and also a little bit informative. You learn a lot about how things are made, and then you learn about how things aren't made. So any impulses about this? Any first gut reactions to how it's not made? Uh, Guy Fieri will do anything for money, am I right? Him hosting this show just seems insane, because it's not about food most of the time. You gave the example about the grilled cheese, but... No, yeah, it's normally building a computer, building a car, 
They build a yeah, horse. Yeah, build a canoe. At, they build a horse at one point. These inventors yeah. are geniuses, aren't they? I don't know. I thought... I don't know. But, we're all geniuses. I, I, I thought these guys were really smart. I mean, they hacked together some bad stuff. And Guy Fieri, as much heat as he gets for being a D-bag, for being that goofball with wearing you know two pairs of shades and driving around the drop-top caddy, all that business, I think he's got the right voice for this show because... I don't know. I the impression that I got this is actually kind of dangerous. Like when they it speaks to his fans absolutely. They're thrill seekers, just like him, you know. Yeah, going through that junkyard. Um, we never really even saw what happened to Cammy in the first episode. She got cut on that on that jagged piece of metal in the junkyard, and they said uh, they kind of hauled her off in an ambulance and never really addressed what happened at the end of the show. So. Uh, and then people actually trying the strange grilled cheese made from like that the compost and the tree bark uh, emulsion. I don't know. It was just seemed like a dangerous proposition. All these. It looked like real cheese. I just don't think it was edible. And not everybody knew that. Here's the thing: is the the parameters aren't very clear. So they say you know make a grilled cheese without using the methods or the the ingredients. And then all these people attempt to make them in different ways, like the mulch one being one specifically and stuff. But I don't. There was no way to quantify how they how successful they had been at making the thing, because the thing will never be a grilled cheese if it's not a grilled cheese. So was it how much they can make a thing that looks like a grilled cheese? Was it how much they can make a thing that tastes like a grilled cheese? Do you know what I'm getting at? There was no well, way yeah, those, of gauging success in this show. Well, I mean, exactly. I feel like I'm I'm hearing this for the second time because those were all questions that Guy Fieri was asking the judges, like. I don't know. I don't know how I'm supposed to to judge this. I don't know what I'm. Yeah, I don't know why they were judges. Basically, I mean, I'm smelling it. It smells like a grilled cheese, but I saw you make it out of this. I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. And he was like looking at the judges, and they're like, "That's it. Nailed it. Perfect." (laughs) That's what we wanted. Exactly. So I don't know if that's the part of the show is confusing Guy Fieri, scamming Guy Fieri. I think that I think they're figuring it out. It's the pre-pilot, you know. By the time the pilot hits, if it gets made, I think things might change. Well, I'm curious about what hit the cutting room floor, if that's what they brought us on this pre Oh, geez. Yeah, I can't imagine. It felt that. like we watched the cutting room floor, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the sweepings. That's what it felt like. The sweepings uh, of sweep week. Sweeps week. Yeah. Exactly. So I will say that there was some, if not a ton, of educational things in here. You know, how to turn mulch into a harder substance into like a bread type substance and how to you know many just little things that i learned little life hacky kind of things how to take scrap metal and turn it into an umbrella stuff like that so interesting science within that and i shouldn't get so hung up on the scoring or the rating system you know i'm like how how do you compare these grilled cheese sandwiches but i guess it's a little more like a design show you know i've designed this grilled cheese sandwich he's designed this one Definitely. It's artistic. And the so process, I, can, I can give it a little more leeway. Yeah, the process itself is definitely fascinating to watch how these inventors' minds work and so on. But it seems a little anticlimactic to get through all that work and then at the end of the day not have any quantifiable result. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever, you know. Guy Fieri's a, a ham, though. I, I don't know. I, like I said, I know a lot of people talk trash about Guy Fieri, but I think he's a joy to watch. I don't like him, and it's 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 very shallow. I just don't like his thing, you know, and that's not really fair. So, and from all reports, that's him, that's guy. He doesn't turn that off when the cameras turn off. 
I don't know. Yeah, if that's those tips are really frosted. Yeah, and he does no. wear that second pair of shades on the back of his head. Flame shirt on underneath his whatever he's wearing. Matt, like all the time Matt. underneath, he's wearing that shirt with flames on it all the time. Yeah. No oh boy. All right, you guys ready to review this thing? Yeah. All right, I think so. Uh, I'll, I'll start with how it's not made. I, I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a one. We don't need another one of these shows. You know, there's already specific shows. Like if you're into makeup, there's makeup shows. If you're into costuming, there's costuming Junkyard shows. Junkyard Wars, I think. Junkyard Wars, yeah. you know. All these things. This one was kind of just a vague, random one. And again, it felt like Guy Fieri didn't know what he was doing or why he was there. Sure, it was funny and he's hammy, but ultimately seemed poorly put together, even for a pre-pilot. So I'm going to give it a one. All right. I, I got to agree with you. This one gets a one from me. Very poorly thought out. Um, Guy Fieri's there, Alex, by the way. And whenever he's there, it's because he's there. If for no other reason. It's because you get a dose of Guy. Uh whether you like it or not, but I don't know. I thought he kind of carried the show, honestly. The inventing and watching the process, that was interesting. But to hear him ham it up uh, uh, was a lot of fun. And watch him eat all that ham, too. What are you getting at? I, Hit me with a number. I, it's a one. It's a one from me. It's, it's half-baked. Absolutely. I feel like there's a running theme with all these pre-pilots that they're not even full like ideas. They're like half-shows that they're trying to stretch into full tv so i don't know i'm not excited but like i said this is my first time seeing pre-pilots i don't know how much things change as of right now this is definitely a one point stay away from it you know do not waste your time dvring this so one point for me as well three points i will do two you do one yeah i'm out of scratchers man no way, Jose. Um, he's got one left. Hey, okay. Oh, so that one's great. I think that one's twenty grand. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I won the jackpot. I won twenty grand on that one, guys. Oh, I did too. Also twenty grand. No, no uh, another nothing, nothing on this one. Yeah. And, oh wait, I did too. And uh, okay, you had a lottery ticket. No, I didn't. <clears throat> Remember the part when I said uh, nope. I won twenty Nothing grand. Nothing on those three. I didn't win twenty grand. Yeah, no. I won either. a free ticket though, so I won two free tickets and ten dollars. So that's twelve dollars, guys. Twelve dollars. Twelve dollars, seventeen points so far. So we're really close to pretty close. To get out of here. All right. Well, let's kick it to a sponsor. Seventeen points. Sponsor. Introducing The Crybaby, new micro-sized actor's tool to help your on-screen performances when crying is called for. Simply rub the tiny Crybaby doll on your cornea to produce real tears. Stop with the sneezy pepper and conjuring up painful memories to get that perfect take. Simply rub the Crybaby in your eye and get that Oscar, baby. Use promo code REVIEW at krybb.net and get the special edition Crybaby that looks like Alex. That's krybb.net. Okay, this week, uh, something... Hey, guys, you know, I'm typically excited. This week is no different. I'm also excited this week about... Uh, we got a little sneak preview at uh, the Snack Network. Of course, in December, they always do it. This week is no... Ex- this year is no exception. They're hosting their annual Beef Jerky Week. Hashtag Beef Jerky. Hashtag Jerky Week. 
Hashtag jerk week. So let's um, talk about what we saw. We saw basically what they're doing is a whole campaign for all their different media outlets, for all their social media. So they got, uh, let me see here. Let me look at, they also, yeah, they hit us with a pamphlet here. Let me take a look. It says we got uh, bite-sized nuggets of knowledge with our Instagram jerk tips or overindulge with the four-hour-long live jerking Netflix special. So they have a lot of options, a lot of, they're hitting us hard this time. What did you guys think? of all this material that we were shown. it's a lot it's a lot for jerky um I, I love jerky so much so i enjoy the idea of a jerky what is this festival a jerky it's a week celebration jerk week. it's a week it's it's a a jerky week. this isn't caught on over there in la uh, over out here there's like usually parades in the street man this is like a big deal this is bigger than shark week for sure i know i know so many people are into this for me it's just a lot of fanfare for something that i'm already into you know i already love it i don't need it but but yeah it's it's impressive i will say that it's a lot i mean i, I don't know what alex is talking about i love celebrating things i love and that when that comes to jerky i was like when i saw this i thought why haven't we seen this before when shark week came out why didn't we have jerky week and shark week and feeding the sharks jerky and having fun with jerky it's it's such i don't, I don't want to call it an underdog snack food it's um what's the word i'm looking for it's a juggernaut of snack foods exactly it's protein exactly. it's it's salty it can be sweet you can have turkey jerky you can have bacon beef pork you can turn anything into jerky they even have tofu jerky so this is a food that can be celebrated by anybody. It lasts long. It's great for road trips. And it's so exciting to take something that you just kind of non and really pump some new life and energy into this snack and really bring about new recipes. I love the Instagram jerk tips. And um, I love the idea of exploring this juggernaut of snack foods once again. And I need a whole week to do it, honestly. I need I need more than a week. I'm simply saying maybe one week isn't enough. Let's make this a whole month, jerk month. Have have a jerky channel, guys. Have a jerky channel. That I tune in. Okay, now that's an idea. That's an idea. Let's talk to them. Okay, but um, on a real note, what uh, what do you guys like in a jerky? Do you like a sweet? Do you like a salty? Do you like a dry? Do you like a chewy? What do you like? I like a green chili. New Mexico, out in the middle of nowhere, gas station, old man-made, poorly packaged jerky. Those I would consider be like drier on the drier side. Yeah, it's gonna be a little drier, but but you know, not dusty, not dusty, but certainly not that like wet, ugh, that wet Sasquatch crap. Yeah. <clears throat> Have you had Sasquatch jerky? No, nobody has. It's not real. Um, so I, I mean, as big of a plug as this is for just the beef and pork and chicken and so on industries, poultry, as big of a plug as this is for the snack companies like J links, we're not going to say the full name, but I know what you were alluding to with the Sasquatch. This felt like the least scammy and the least capitalist show that we uh, reviewed as far as our pee pilot pilots go this week right it's it's super transparent they tell you right up front this is all advertising you know this is all paid for sponsored by jerky companies 
and ads i mean can we admit that ads are fucking awesome these days it started with the super bowl ads in the late 90s but ads now have they've had advertising companies has have had to raise their bars so high to keep people's attention and sell products that ads are better than the shows ads are better than dare i say it swimmers um what is it sit hands i like i like the ads in sit hands better than sit hands even though i still love sit hands so that well you're absolutely right you're absolutely right we're good living in the golden age of advertising i think we're gonna look fondly back on this era yeah definitely and i think jerky is something that can really bring this country back together you know with the with we have the devil president and all that i don't want to get too political but i think this is a way to bring the country back together on a common ground yeah jerk across america it's come together yeah jerk month i don't want it as a week either well, shall we review the? I guess the idea of the Snack Network's uh, uh, beef. Yeah, we didn't. Week? We didn't actually see any full programs. It was more of a smorgasbord, a little teaser of what's coming up. Uh, yeah. How they're how they're showing off all their advertising. This big yeah rollout. When is it? Sometime December first. Oh, December first. Okay. Yeah. Coming up pretty soon here, then. So everyone, keep your eyes open for Beef Jerky Week. Yeah, if you that's like right. Meat. The... If if you think meat is murder, this is a horrifying. No, thing. but I'm horrifying Alex, we've got soy jerky. We've got different vegetable jerkies. Kale. There is uh, there is vegetarian programming. Kale jerky so just and look it up online. Nori, have you guys ever just eaten some of that seaweed? Smoked seaweed. Tempeh is my Tempeh. favorite, bud. Oh yeah, I eat smoked seaweed all the time. My favorite. Yeah, that's a wasabi dusted. There you go, baby. I smoke seaweed, but I don't eat it. Okay, drugs are I illegal. I seaweed, Alex. but I don't smoke it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's review this damn thing. I guess uh, that's yeah. Let's review this thing. Um, I mean, I- I'm just gonna give it a one just to balance it out because I think you guys are gonna hit this thing hard with some twos. So if you're not into jerky, this thing is uh, uh, not for you. But if you're into jerky, of course, hit this thing up. But uh, a one for me. All right. I don't know if Alex is off his meds or what, but he loves jerky and he. I am not on meds anymore. So, I'm giving this a two because honesty and jerky go hand in hand, and we're gonna. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna make this into something. It's gonna make the world a better place. I think Jerk Week, Jerk Month, and hopefully Jerk Network. Brandon. Absolutely. Two points for me. I love jerky. I love vegetarian jerky. I love uh, I love the simple protein. It really fills me up. Gets me going. It's easy to carry around. A little bit expensive. What am I talking about? We're not reviewing beef jerky itself. We're reviewing this programming and this, this delightful look at uh, a phenomenon that I hope just gets bigger and bigger. So for me, two points. All right, Alex. All right, that's five. That pushes us over our 20, five I believe, right? Points. And I've got these last three of our 20 scratchers here that I will Scratch them off. Let's see what happens. Here. And we have nothing. And actually, here, I'm going to give one more to you, Luke. Do one more, and I'll do one more each. Okay, thank you. Here we go. Uh-huh. And nothing for me. Bad scratcher. Forever and always. I'm a waste Alex. of space. You're the worst gambler. Okay. Um, I actually just won another ticket. So that's three tickets and $10. That's 13 Well, tune in next week. We'll see what happened to those tickets. Maybe this will be an ongoing segment. Tune in. Uh, ticket to tune ticket in. Ticket tune in. Tune in. Tune in. 
took it yep. to and, and what we're going to do yep. is we're going to just keep rolling that money over and over until the inevitable happens we lose everything or we win everything who knows <laughs> yeah come on get real all right wow what a great episode thank you guys for such a great episode anything else that we want to cover as far as the shows that we reviewed this week no enjoyable week i'm excited to see what pilots actually make it to the pilot season it and is fun you guys oh nothing i was just saying it's fun to bet on you know to see these these are like ponies that are about to try to win a pilot race so yeah if you had a bet to place on one of these movies or i'm sorry one of these shows would you go with sit hands Holly d would you go with horse lab or how it's not made. Oh boy, or maybe I'm gonna go with probably Sit Hands. Sit Hands honestly uh, spoke Sit to Hands. Me David Schwimmer. Yeah, I'd watch David Schwimmer in anything now. Okay, but okay, yeah, I'm I'm honestly right there with you guys. What about one that would be kicked to the curb the fastest? Horse Lab. Horse Lab. Sadly. Sadly, I thought it was going to be Poly D. I wanted to like Horse Lab, but you know that it kicked off this whole scamming thing. It's just in a bad place now. Poly D, I thought was going to be bad, but let me tell you right now, I love how comfortable this Save It for the Sauce T-shirt is. It's, it's nice. Yeah, that's real uh, Louisiana rolled cotton. Yeah, vintage, vintage cotton. You know, Poly D, if he does know one thing, he knows laundry. He knows fashion, he knows laundry, he knows tiny, he's EDM. He's like the EDM godfather, right? He's like EDM's god. Yeah, he's, he started it all the way back in like uh, Chicago. He's the moon and the stars when it comes to EDM. For me, at least. I don't know about for you, me, Alex. For me, he's the, he's the universe for me. Yeah. You can say moon, the stars, whatever, that's insignificant. He means the world, the universe to me. Okay. And you know what, Alex? Save yeah. For the sauce. Yeah. Save for the well, sauce. We should save this for what the movies sauce. are we going to be reviewing next week? <clears throat> yeah, we got uh, we got some good stuff, man. Thank you so much for listening to One Two Review. This week was very exciting. I'd like to thank uh, Alex. I'd like to thank Luke. I'd also like to thank you for leaving us a five star review on iTunes. Just remember, it's five stars. It's uh, really easy to do. Also, leave us a title of a movie to review. We'll check it out for you. Next week, we're going to be reviewing some fan favorites, Rep Rep 7 Legacy. We're also going to be reviewing Taking Up Space, Mike's Toilet Movie, as well as Blood Crotch, uh, 1963, and another in the Classic Doe series, Pimple Doe. Okay, until then, enjoy the show. Thank you. Woo! Bye. Bye. That's it? Yeah, I think so. That's pretty good.